Josh Williams here, and welcome to episode number 11 of the One Man Podcast for Wednesday, July 26, 2017. Welcome back, guys. This is a, this is a monumental occasion for me because this is the first podcast after 10. Now, I'm not telling you how to do basic math. I know that you guys already know that, but there's a little adage in stand-up comedy. An adage? I don't know if it is. Anyways, there's a, there's someone made this point a very long time ago. Uh, about starting stand-up comedy, a uh, friend of mine, Nick Carter, and he said that the first 10 sets that you do don't even matter. It's not about jokes or anything like that. You're just sort of getting used to getting up on stage, talking in front of a crowd, doing your time, and then getting off stage. First 10 times don't even matter. You're just practicing that routine. And then you get to go on, you know, and do the other stuff after that. And, uh, you know, like you practice the next, then the next hundred shows are less important in the sense that you're just sort of practicing jokes and how to do things. So I'm, I'm treating the one man podcast that same way. The first 10 are down guys. It was just me getting used to every week, talking, putting it out there, getting it scheduled at time, having it for you guys. Ah, what am I getting the hiccups for having it for you guys by Wednesday? Yeah. See, these are the things that happen. And I, and that's another thing of this show. I told myself going in that I was always going to be real with you guys. I wasn't going to make up shit. I wasn't going to stage anything. Uh, sometimes people send me messages and go, well, you know, we could, we could send like an email and do it like that. And I go, I don't want to stage anything. I want your guys to, to, you know, if you send me something, I want it to be real. I'll never know, you know, I'll read it, but I'm not going to stage anything. I'm not going to lie about things that happened. I'm not going to, this is, this is the, the real Josh Williams that you guys get every time you listen to the one man podcast, but 10 episodes down. Now we can start really trying to build this thing. <laughs> Not like I wasn't putting effort into it before, but the fact of the matter is I've gotten used to, you know, writing show notes every week, trying to organize things, pick, uh, pick, you know, uh, portablepress.com, uh, articles and editions that are relevant to what's going on in my life or in everybody's lives at the time being, you know, so we're just, uh, we're having fun guys. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, bring a little more energy to the show. I'm recording earlier, which I think I'm going to have to do more regularly because the later in the day it gets and the more time crunch I have, the more it's, it feels like work and not like the, the fun little sit down connection that I want it to be, you know? So that's my, that's my off the top of the show for, for first 10 episodes are down guys. This is number 11 time to get fun and silly with you. We're going to have fun, uh, every single time going forward. Uh, no guarantees, <laughs> but we're going to try, we're going to have the energy up. We're going to have more fun. Um, you know, this show, I'm going to talk about what I did last week, what I got coming up this week, some, some fun little things that I've, uh, I've seen and listened to, you know, since, since last we spoke, you know, I, uh, I did mention last week that I was working at that hot tubs job and, uh, you know, it did get worse before it got better. Um, I actually had a friend of mine reach out to me and say that in the last episode, it sounded like I was bitching about having to do a nine to five job or complaining about it. And, uh, and I guess I can see that I was really stressed out. I recorded the last week's episode. Um, you know, this may come across as a little defensive, but I want to be honest with you guys. I recorded last week's episode right after getting off of my first day at that job. And, uh, and I don't know, I, I don't listen to my episodes. I can't, uh, I can't do it. The once I, once I've got it recorded, I put it out there. I can't really listen to them afterwards because they sort of drive me crazy hearing the sound of my own voice and I'm way too critical of them. But I did, uh, I did, you know, 
uh, come right home and, and record it before going to the competition. We had a busy week. And I remember just being so stressed out and being so uncomfortable. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, but uh, that job that I was doing, I got like no training for. And, uh, and what I was told I was doing and what I actually ended up doing were two very different things. And, uh, and so I was just uh, really embarrassed last week. Last week was really embarrassing. I was basically running a business that I knew nothing about. And so I didn't have a problem working nine to fives. I do them all the time. Uh, I I had a problem with being responsible for someone's business and not feeling like I was trained properly because I felt like every time someone asked me a question, um, I was polite. I had good customer service. That's not an issue. It was a matter of just you know not being able to answer someone's question, and you know and saying I'm I'm sorry I don't have the answer right now, but if you let me uh, you know I'll I'll message the owner and I'll I'll get back to you as soon as I hear a response. And these people are like, oh, you don't know, you can't tell me right now. It was so funny too because these are people who own hot tubs. Right. Like we're not talking about, you know, I'm not doing open heart surgery or anything like that where it requires, you know, it's not, this is not essential shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm not selling pacemakers. I'm, we're selling fucking $10,000 bubble baths. You know, these people are like, you don't know right now. My super, super luxury item isn't, is going to go on hold for a couple hours. So you get me an answer. Like just the, the, that's the kind of people that I was dealing with. It wasn't people who were reasonable. Now, like I'm, I'm starting to get why the kids in Home Depot hide. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone at Home Depot with what you think is a simple question and the guys in the fucking orange aprons, you know, you'll, you'll go down, you'll, you'll turn down an aisle and you'll see them at the other end. They, they make eye contact with you and then they fuck off right away. I think I starting to get it. These guys, they have that whole, you know, you can do it. We can help. I don't think you can. I don't think you have the answers. When I go to Home Depot, I have to explain to them what it is that I'm looking for and the piece and what it's called and everything like that. I'm like, just all, all I need you to do is tell me where it is. And they don't even know that. So that's what I felt like. I felt like I was the only guy working in a Home Depot of hot tubs last week. And every time someone walked in, only I didn't run. That's what I, I mean. Maybe if I ever do this job again, that's what I'll learn from it is I'll, I'll run. That's my job. They come in, I run, they call, I don't answer, you know, and then I pick up a paycheck at the end of the week. But, uh, things, things did. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I really, I was really uncomfortable. People were, you know, some people were really nice, you know, they accepted the fact that I didn't have an answer right away. But then again, I felt like every time someone called and they just said, I'll call back next week when the owner's back, I just felt like, well, what am I getting paid for then? So, you know, anyways, long story short is I made it through the week. It's uh, it wasn't as horrible as I intended, but at the same time, it was kind of like, there's a great line from a movie called The Big Kahuna that has Kevin Spacey and Danny DeVito in it. And uh, it's a movie about salesmen and and trying to progress and and you know make make connections and things like that. And uh and one of the guys, Peter Facinelli's character goes uh you know or, or sorry, I should say Kevin Spacey asks Peter Facinelli uh, for fuck's sake. Peter Facinelli's character he goes, are you ready for this, Bob? And he goes, well, I guess you're just going to have to throw me in the water and see if I can swim. And he goes, oh no, Bob, it's not like that at all. We're about to throw you off a cliff and see if you can fly. Um, and that's what it felt like last week was I got thrown off a cliff and see if I could fly. And I could not. I <laughs> I fell down the cliff just like Homer Simpson when he tried to jump Springfield Gorge. So that was me last week, but I survived. I've made it beyond that and I'm ready to... Uh, move on to the next embarrassing endeavor in my life. Cause those happen all the time. So I had a, I had a good week last week. Um, what else did I do? I think I judged the competition. We had a, a nice little uh, birthday party for, for the little lady. And now birthdays are in the rear view until next summer, which is great. Um, yeah, it's really a great time. Um, you know, spending time with, uh, with the family, we did a nice little uh, dinner for her 
on her birthday. Um, and then, uh, then, like I said, I mean, every day was pretty much the hot tubs thing. So by the time I came home, I was pretty, I was pretty wiped. Um, just mentally, you know, again, I don't have a problem working nine to five. I have a problem. Like it's like getting a job where you're like, how do you feel about apologizing and pissing people off? <laughs> Anyways, I, I got to let it go. I got to let it go. I'm done. I'm free. I've been paid. I'm safe. Um, I did get an opportunity to, uh, do the velvet room again. I hosted a show at the velvet room in Kanata, an absolute comedy satellite room here in Ottawa. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. There was, uh, there was a guy in the crowd who was from Sweden named Felix, uh, super nice guy. Felix was very, very kind. Felix is a gigantic Ottawa senators fan. So when I asked Felix, you know, cause he said he just came in, it's his first time visiting Ottawa ever. Uh, when I finally met him after the show, I couldn't see him in the dark. He was wearing a Sens hat and Sens t-shirt and everything like that. Um, I asked Felix if he had seen anything in Ottawa. And for any of my international listeners, Ottawa is the capital of Canada. So he's here visiting. I asked him where he went. And the first thing he said that he did when he got here was to see the CTC center or the CT center. Uh, so the Canadian tire center where the senators play. Um, which I was like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> like all the things that you can see in Ottawa. You're going to go see the arena. I mean, I guess if you're a huge sense fan, which I didn't know at the time, but he told me after the show, he's a big sense fan. That's way he went. But apparently they gave him a private tour and everything like that. They took him all over the building, showed him the locker rooms and, and all around behind the scenes. Cause they were so impressed that, you know, he had come for, from so far and was, was such a big sense fan and, and just wanted to see it. So they took good care of him. I got, I talked to him during the show and after the show. Um, and as usual, had a great time, uh, Neil, uh, with, uh, you know, fat Tuesdays and the velvet room out there did a phenomenal job as always. Um, the room was packed. It's, it's only getting better and stronger, uh, every week it goes on. So again, guys, you know, uh, check out absolutecomedy.ca for, uh, for the velvet room shows. And of course all shows There's satellite rooms in all cities and things like that. So, um, if you're looking for a great time or, you know, you want to just, uh, by happen to, to stumble across me sometime, at one of these shows, you know, check them out. Absolutecomedy.ca. There's great shows all the time. And I, I can't say enough nice things about the Velvet Room. I uh, had a great time. On Saturday, the weekend, I actually got to spend the day with my lady, which is fantastic. I never get to spend a whole day with her. We usually both have errands and work to do. But we both had Saturday off. And uh, in the spirit of trying to be more active and things like that that I've talked about, I uh, we decided to go do something outdoors. And when we were talking about it, we were going to go to... I think, uh, Gatineau Hills, we were going to go for a hike there. Uh, we were thinking about taking the dogs, but it was, it was the way the day was shaping up. We were hitting the, the hottest point of the day and we felt like the dogs shouldn't go on a big long hike in the heat. Um, we looked around at some other things she had mentioned. I think, uh, I'm going to get it wrong. McDonald park or something. I don't know. Some old stone structures, whatever. She's taken some pictures there that are outstanding. Um, so it's a lot of nice stuff. But I remember just thinking, oh, I've, I've seen a lot of people taking pictures of these, like, uh, you know, horticultural sculptures, you know, like, like they look like hedge, hedge, uh, animals, whatever, but they're, they're, they're not. They're like, I guess I, I don't even really know how to describe it, guys. All I can say is it's called Mosaic Canada. So like mosaic, only the C on mosaic is to spell Canada as well. So, M-O-S-A-I-C-A-N-A-D-A. Uh, and that's happening at, uh, I believe, Jacques Cartier Park. It's free. And uh, I, I took a lot of pictures. So if you happen to be following a one-man podcast on uh, or myself on Instagram, I was live, you know, I, I was I was basically playing with the your story. All right. I'm still learning. I'm 35, 4, whatever. 
and I'm still learning social media stuff. So I'm learning the, your story thing. So I enjoy doing it. So you kind of keep up with what's going on with me, but at the same time, it all goes away after a day. And I feel like all that work, all those stories and things I try not to, I really try guys not to post anything that's completely fucking boring. You know, I don't mind doing a little promo for an episode here or there to just sort of shows that, you know, what book, you know, for my sponsors, you know, what book we're going to read from, what drink I'm going to drink, you know, just a little something to, to give them a little public exposure, right? Remind you that they're out there too. They got brands, they got things they're doing, but I try not to post a bunch of really boring shit on Instagram. And I'm sorry, there's a lot of people who do, you know, a lot of women taking pictures of themselves with inspirational quotes, but really let's be honest, ladies, you just want to take a picture of yourself and show everybody the inspirational quote is to look like you're giving it context. You're not, <laughs> you're not. And we get it. Same thing with the big gym douchebags. Big dudes taking pictures of themselves with their shirts pulled up in their bathroom. I don't know why the bathroom is where everyone takes it. Like, go stand in front of a wall and take a picture of yourself or, or put up a nice mirror in your house if you're taking pictures of yourself every day. You know? I don't I don't get that. Anyways, but that's just me. The point is a lot of people are taking pictures of themselves on Instagram looking for a little ego stroke. I I guess, you know, hey, maybe if I was in great shape, I would do that too. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think that I I wouldn't. But unless I think something's actually interesting or kind of cool to look at, I don't, I don't bother posting it. So needless to say, like once every two or three days, you might see something from me, but a perfect opportunity to remind you to follow me, Josh Williams comedy, or this podcast, one man podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, cause I post things. So, uh, anyways, the mosaic Canada guys, uh, if you look it up online, you can see it. It's got, like I said, it's a, like a whole horticultural it looks like hedge clippings, but they're crazy elaborate. So they're not hedges. What it is is like they build these giant, you know, wire structures, fill them with soil. Jesus, sorry for whistling here either. Uh, these giant, like, uh, you know, metal frames, fill them with soil or some sort of like, geez, I don't even know how to describe it, like like packed earth or whatever. And then they plug in, you know, patches of different kinds of, of you know, uh, flowers or grasses or things like that. And effectively it all comes together. It look like a giant sculpture. So, um, I'll, I guess maybe I could post some pictures. You, you'll see, you know what? Again, one man podcast on Instagram. I have a bunch of like a big collage. I put of all the different things there. So if you want to see what I'm talking about, jump on there real quick, you'll see, um, the pictures that I have. And, uh, that was, that was crazy, crazy gorgeous. It's happening. I believe for at least the rest of the month here in Ottawa, uh, or I should say just over the bridge in Gatineau. I mean, effectively the same thing, but, um, it's called Mosaic Canada. It was, it was beautiful, outstanding. I, uh, we had a great time. It was hot. There's lots of people yet to stand in line for like half an hour to get in, but it was free. You know what I mean? So if you're willing to stand in line, you're going to see something absolutely beautiful that should cost money that didn't. And then, uh, and then after a couple hours of that, we had had enough of the heat, went and got a little, uh, Got, a, got ourselves a couple of little nice deli sandwiches. And then we went to go see War for the Planet of the Apes. That's why we spent our Saturday mid-afternoon. Excuse me. And um, I, I'll give you guys a quick little review of it. Try to, I'll try to have no spoilers, but fuck it. I'd barely pay attention to what I'm saying 90% of the time. So they could slip out. Um, but uh, yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes was fun. Uh, that's all I can say. It wasn't anything groundbreaking. It certainly was the same idea. Like I loved, I think it was called Rise of the, yeah, it was Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which was the one with James Franco and he's just, he finds Caesar and he's, you know, he's teaching, teaching Caesar how to do sign language and stuff like that. And that basically goes from how, how these monkeys go from being monkeys, apes go from being, 
you know, just effectively apes to, to smart bipedal, you know, contestants for the dominance of the world. Uh, that was a great movie. It was fun. It was exciting. There was good character growth. There was a real nice story arc. Really, really enjoyed that movie. The second one was, okay, the apes are in the forest now doing their own thing. And, you know, humans are encroaching on their territory and are afraid of them. It's the conflict going on. And of course, you know, Caesar wants peace. Um, but there's another ape, Koba, who does not uh, does not forgive human beings for what they did to him and, and has a personal vendetta, you know, causes more conflict. So instead of being able to resolve the peace, more conflict is started. And uh, that whole movie becomes, you know, basically war scenes of humans versus apes. No problem. That's what Planet of the Apes is. Well, war for the Planet of the Apes, guys, is more of the same. It's humans versus apes. You know, some cute scenes, some really great, you know, motion capture acting from Andy Serkis, who's the guy who basically, if you're doing any kind of movie where, you know, someone's someone's in a suit and they're playing to him, Andy Serkis is the guy. He played uh, Gollum. He did the, mo- like, he did the voice of Gollum. He played Gollum in the actual uh, last movie where you see where you see that actual hobbit fighting with the other hobbit for the ring that's actually Andy Circus. Um he's in a lot of other things too. He was in um King Kong, which was also a Peter Jackson movie, so no surprise, you know. Peter Jackson did Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson did uh the new King Kong movie. Not the new 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 one, but he was in the the remake one there where King Kong's fighting dinosaurs and stuff. But uh, effectively uh, Andy Circus was like the the boat captain or whatever. Anyways, who gives a shit? He's a great fucking motion capture guy. All right, if you need some, he's in it. He's also in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. He plays the guy who Ultron steals the vibranium from and rips off his arm. He will be in the upcoming uh, Black Panther movie because he's actually a uh, main character or sorry, main villain of Black Panther. Boring, boring, boring. Uh, get back to what you were talking about, Josh. Um, the point I'm making is that it's, it's really well done. It doesn't look shitty. It's just, there's not much of a story to it. My, you know, Crystal was saying to me that she never really saw the original planet of the apes. I saw the first one with Charlton Heston, where, you know, at the end of the movie, he realizes he's not on some distant planet. He's on some future version of earth. Damn you, you blew it up. You damn you all to hell. That's planet of the apes, the original one. And, uh, and then my understanding is like this, the, the bunch of movies that come after it are just more movies of, of humans fighting apes, you know, like the, the battle of, of humans versus these apes. Well, that's what these planet of the apes movies are turning into. And some things happen that might make it that they make any more, might be slightly different, but the, the truth of the matter is, you know, if you saw dawn of the planet of the apes, you've, you're, you've already seen war for the planet of the apes. It's just more, more of the same. So it's entertaining, but it's not, uh, not anything groundbreaking or whatever. Um, we went for uh, dinner, so I should have mentioned this off the top, as just I mentioned, but uh, a happy belated birthday to Sam. She, that's uh, Crystal's sister. We went and met her. I, didn't, I thought we were just going to dinner with her. It turns out it was her birthday celebration. Um, so she was surprised. She goes, you know, everyone was like, happy birthday, Sam. I go, oh, is it your birthday? She's like, yeah, why did you think we were all together? And I'm like, I don't know, you're a nice person. Crystal said that it was here, you know, we were getting together with you on Saturday. I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> so anyways, happy birthday here. We went to wild wing. Um, I've had been there before years ago. Um, gotta say little on the pricey side. So this is like one of those places where, you know, they, they do wings. Wings is their big thing. Only they've got like a hundred flavors and, uh, and looking at the menu, 
it was like hot sauce mixed, mixed with ranch. It was basically like, you take like, uh, five different sauces that you get on every wing. You know what I mean? Like barbecue, honey, garlic, hot, uh, I'm running out already. Like maybe teriyaki, even that that's, that's unlikely. You got like your medium, hot barbecue, honey, garlic, and then maybe ranch. And it's like, and then all their hundred flavors are basically just combinations of those five. So it was pretty, I found it to be pretty weak, uh, selection. And for the price, it was like, basically you're, you're looking at $15 for, for the wings. And I was like, okay, that's kind of, kind of pricey for 10 wings. And, you know, and again, when that's when the, anyways, whatever, who gives a shit? I only got 10 because I'm trying to be good. I was a good boy. I went for a big long walk that day. Right. And then I sat in a theater and I didn't eat popcorn or have, have, have pop, which I always do. Cause it's fun. Uh, so I didn't do that. And then I only had 10 wings and, uh, and they were, they were good, but it was just, I, I found it to be a little, so if you're ever like, Oh, wild wing, I've heard good things. Eh, it's expensive. They got a few different, few different combinations. If you disagree with me, fucking let me know. But the one that I went to here in Ottawa was not that good. Um, you know, and then we went home, we watched a uh, little better call Saul. Cause we were tired after the long day. Um, great show. Still really enjoying, uh, I mean, we're only watching the first season again. I've seen the whole first season, but we're trying to watch season two and three. I'm going to cancel my cable service in a couple months, but I've got all of season three of Better Call Saul uh, PVR'd, so I want to make sure that uh, I get that watched before I get rid of it. So we uh, we watched some more Better Call Saul and had a great, uh, great evening. Uh, Sunday morning, I went for uh, for breakfast with my mom. As I've mentioned before, I try to be a good son, take my mom to get some groceries and shit like that on Sundays. We went to a place in Ottawa to have breakfast. And uh, I mean, I'm just, you know what? This podcast is very quickly going to be turning into me bitching about the food that I've had. I'm not in a bad mood or anything like that, but I don't know if these guys that ever happens to you guys. Like, I, I'm not cheap and I'm not like a, a giant bit. I should say, you know what? There, there was somebody that, that I had met, uh, was a friend of Sam's who was with us at wild wing. She complained about everything. Um, she wasn't a mean person or anything, but it was like, it was like anything that you could complain about. And we're talking like call the server over and, and complain and ask for it to be fixed. And I don't know. I, I mean, I will, I will, uh, this, the reason I'm saying this is that this person was like overboard. Um, it was almost like, just give me a reason to, to call the server over. You know what I mean? Like they were looking for things, you know, didn't give her more than a minute to resolve something before she was back to saying, Hey, you know, uh, we still didn't get our bubble. You know what I mean? So it was a little, a little overboard. The reason I say that is the next day, Sunday, I went for breakfast, with my mom, and, uh, we went to a restaurant, you know, just a your standard little breakfast place. I've gone there several times before. Always been happy with what I ordered. I tried something new that day. I, I ordered myself, um, eggs benedict on waffles right i figure okay it's on waffles plural you know a lot of breakfast places will make these nice big belgian waffles or whatever so i figured yeah fuck it the hollandaise sauce always runs over the side but if it's on a waffle that's going to keep it in let's give it a try right hollandaise or what was it eggs benny on waffles with bacon and i was like okay this seems great let's do it i order it and when the the meal arrives mine was 15 bucks my mom's breakfast was five she had bacon, eggs, toast, and home fries. And, uh, and when I got, like when we got our food, um, my, my plate was the same, not the plate, sorry, but my, my serving was the same size as my mom's. So home fries were the same. We both had two eggs, only mine were poached. And the waffle that they had given me was like a shitty ego waffle. 
And when they called it quote unquote waffles, it was a square waffle that they had cut in half corner to corner like a sandwich and put one of my eggs on each one with one slice of bacon underneath each one. And so I'm looking at my mom's breakfast, three slices of bacon, two eggs, home fries, and toast. I'm looking at mine, a waffle cut in half, two eggs, two slices of bacon, and home fries. And I'm going, and I I was just like, how is my meal three times as expensive as yours? And it's basically the same shit. I'm like, I'm like, you have two pieces of toast. I have one waffle. I mean, I, I, there's an every now and again, I'm like, like I said, I mean, sometimes you go ask, ah, it's not quite worth it. And you know, I'll eat it and I'll shut up and whatever, and just won't have it again. But I'm like, I'm looking at it. The, the breakfast that I usually get there is 10 bucks and it's twice the amount of food that either one of us has got. And this thing's is, you know, it's, it's even more expensive for less. So I just said to this waitress, I said, I got, you know, I don't normally complain and I'm so sorry for bothering you, but this is, I go, I go, we basically have the same meal and mine's three times the price. I go, I go, it said on the menu waffles. I didn't realize, you know, you cut it in half and call it waffles. I didn't realize they're not, you know, large Belgian waffles. Like this is like a, a frozen ego that you've cut. Anyways, I was very, I was very polite. She was like, no, you know what? When I was carrying it over, it really looked unimpressive to me. And I was like, yeah, well, the only difference is mine has hollandaise sauce. And I go, I go now I love hollandaise sauce. You know, and my friend Jim, who writes in from time to time, Jim's mom makes a mean hollandaise sauce. She makes it from scratch every day or not every day, every Christmas day. That's their tradition. So Christmas morning, they wake up and, uh, and she makes it from scratch. They have eggs, Benny on Christmas morning, which is outstanding. But I'm like, you know what? This, the, the, the difference of 10 bucks is the hollandaise sauce. So I'm like, let me test. Like, if this is $10 hollandaise sauce, I'll shut my mouth right now. I dip my finger in it, tasted it. It had no flavor at all. It was like yellow mayonnaise. It was so weak. So I'm like, yeah, not $10 holidays. And she laughed too. She tried it. And uh, and basically what had happened is they brought me the meal back and said, they're just going to give it to me for five bucks. And I was like, all right, well, uh, yeah, I can, I can live with that. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with the food. I just thought it was expensive for whatever. So uh, defend yourself, God damn it, when you're out eating. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. If, do you guys send back food? I, I, I don't like to, and I don't like to bitch or anything like that. But like I said, sometimes you just see something. I've talked about other subjects before where I say, I'm just big on equality, fairness, justice, you know? And sometimes I see something like that and I go, yeah, if I was all by myself and I ordered that, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see the meal across the table from me. That's the same thing. That's five bucks and I'm paying 15. So I don't know. Would you, are you guys, would you guys do that? Am I the only person who's just sitting there, you know, being a, being either cheap or, or like gluttonous? Like, I don't care about the portion. I care that the same portion costs, you know, three times less if you call it something else and, you know, you take the fucking mayonnaise sauce off of it. So I don't know. What would you guys have done in that situation? I thought, uh, I thought I'd ask you about that. Another thing, um, I was, I was getting together on Sunday to help my mom create a Facebook page. Um, she, uh, she works for the government and they've got a, a union that they want to uh, make a Facebook page for so they can share information with each other. And, uh, and that was one of the things that I was doing that day. I, I brought my laptop and after breakfast, we were going to go and sit down at Timothy's, which by the way, I don't know if you guys have had this uh, again, there's other parts of the world where, you know, might not know what I'm talking about at all. I'm not talking about Tim Hortons. I'm talking about Timothy's world coffee. There's locations all over the city and, and correction. There was locations all over the city. The one that, that we were going to go to at college square has also just closed. We drove across the street and pulled up to, you know, the, the signs all torn out of the window and a, and a fence built around the front, like they're renovating it for something else. You could see the, the Jack inside, like the sky Jack, 
little movable scaffolding truck thing. You know, there, there it was gone. And I was like, holy shit. I think there's now one, I've seen several Timothy's in, in my city closed down. It is my favorite coffee. If you buy Keurig K cups, it's usually like the number one brand for, you know, coffees and flavored coffees available, but the stores in Ottawa are closing down quickly. So I was really disappointed to see one of my favorite places closed down. Just thought I'd throw that out there. But so we ended up going somewhere else to uh, to sit down and, and do the Facebook page. She actually uh, learned it pretty quick. I mean, uh, it was tough because several times I'm like, okay, what do you want the title of your page to be? And she's like, well, say that this is an electronic billboard. And I go, you don't need to say that. People already know that when they're on a Facebook page that it's it's the cover photo. You know, you don't need to, to say anything on it. She's like, well, just say you know, we will add the information here when necessary. I go, just add it when necessary. You could put that in your about section. It was just funny because I guess, like I said, she's never really admined a, a page before, you know, and you got to be patient with old people because they're afraid of technology. So we, uh, we did that, you know, did our Costco shopping, uh, nice little afternoon. And then, uh, and then like I came back, I was going to have a, a, you know, sort of a quiet little night. And then my, uh, my roommate, Simon, the one who was vacuuming previous episodes before, um, Simon offered uh, to Kamar myself, uh, you know, he said, Hey, you guys want to go see uh, baby driver? I will treat you to the movie if you guys want to come out. And, uh, you know, it, I don't know if you guys have seen trailers for it, but baby driver is basically, it's like the fast and the furious meets the transporter. So basically it was basically because they were both diluted. They were just less douchey versions of the transporter and, and Fast and the Furious. And if you're big fans of Fast and the Furious or the Transporter movies, I'm sorry that I called them douchey. Those movies are stupid. <laughs> They're stupid. Um, you got, you, yeah, like, I, I, I don't want to shit on your beliefs. But fast cars with with people with Down syndrome making little action comments. Um, you know, Jason Statham and Vin Diesel. Are like, I need a bald guy saying really stupid lines while doing like a bunch of stunts. I, I really can't like in the last Vin Diesel movie, which I think was triple X, whatever Samuel L. Jackson says to him, stop the bad guys, get the girl and try to look dope when you're doing it. I'm like, really? That's, that's the instructions. A, a CIA operative would go, look, man, complete the mission and try to look cool as fuck. I'd be like, you know what? Try not to be seen trying to do these things covertly. You know, I just, I think that if that's what you need in your movies, like, yo, try to look dope. Yeah. Yeah. Look dope. Yo. I think if that's what you're looking for, you know, I don't know. Enjoy your Fast and the Furious movies. I know what they are. They're just big. <laughs> they're big cock strokes for people who like cars and stuff. I don't know. I think they're stupid. But Baby Driver was a movie about a young kid who's just a really good getaway driver. Uh, that was the the plot of it. And then very quickly into the movie, he stops driving and starts running everywhere. And, and, and that's not, believe it or not, not the plot. It's not like, oh, he's just a driver who doesn't want to drive anywhere. No, no, that would, that would be a story. Um, it was fun. It was action. Um, there were some very cute scenes in it, but not like there was some full 180 character wise things that happened in it that made absolutely no sense. And we're talking absolutely no sense. Like the guy who wants to kill you is now giving his life to protect you for no good reason. We're not, they didn't eye for an eye. They didn't take care of each other. Now I owe you just all of a sudden the guy who wants to murder him 
wants to give his life to save him for seemingly no reason. Um, so anyways, if you're looking for a good action movie, you know, as soon as it comes out on Netflix, enjoy it. Definitely, you know, worth going up. The biggest thing is, you know, Kamara and Simon and I had a great time going out together. Simon uh, was very, very kind. He picked up the tab for the movies and bought us all popcorn and drinks. Uh, so yes, my, my holding off on Saturday for popcorn and drinks fell completely apart on Sunday. I did the popcorn and the drinks and we got butter on them. I never get popcorn on my, or butter on my popcorn. We got butter on the popcorn. Holy shit. Like one, two handfuls in. Ugh. I felt like I was drinking butter. Like all I could taste in my mouth was butter everywhere. I had this sick feeling. Um, but, uh, but it was still good. Still ate half the bag. I just had to take fucking shifts. A couple handfuls, put it down. Let my body freaking absorb some moisture after all that salt. And, uh. Yeah. So we had a great time. Baby driver. I would still say it's a fun movie. Just, I guess, I mean, almost anyone listening be like, yeah, dude, it's a movie, about a fucking kid who listens to his iPod and drives a car. Like what's, what do you think was gonna be an Oscar winner? No, but I thought I've seen movies with action before that make fucking sense. James Cameron can do it, right? He can write an action movie and it actually makes sense. So what the fuck? Why can't I see this? Right? Why, why can't these exist? Mm-mm. Ah. Yakking at you so long, my throat gets dry. God damn it! Um, so what happened? Yeah, yesterday, uh, yesterday Monday, right? Because I I record these on Tuesday. Uh, I went back to Ubering. Oh, ride sharing. Sorry, I'm not going to edit that out. Yeah, I, I drive for Uber. Um, and I got to say too, actually, Uber uh, advertises. I said their name, so I'm not going to give them positive promotion. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold their feet to the fire a little bit here. Um. When Uber was not regulated in Ottawa, they reached out to me and asked me if I would be willing to share my story with the media to, to help promote positively, uh, Uber. Um, and I said, all right. And I, I basically, I spoke to the news media and they wrote a story and then I started getting contacted by other news media, like they want to do a TV spot. So I did that. And then someone else wanted to talk to me, somebody else. And I did that. Then, then they asked me within a couple of days, if I would show up to city hall and talk about, you know, what it's like being an Uber driver and help, you know, be a story of like, Hey, here's what Uber does and whatever, you know, and basically give Uber a ton of positive press. And of, and of course all this for free. Right. And what ended up happening was because I was driving for Uber, um, there's, um, a lot of people worry there's no insurance. There's you're, you're covered insurance, but your insurance company will not cover you if you get into an accident. Uh, at least what according to what my insurance company did, because they called me because they saw me on TV and said, "Hey, are you driving Uber?" Uh, and I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Well, if you get into an accident, you're not covered. You got to be careful because you can't drive." Blah 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 blah. Well, I spoke to a bunch of different people at Uber, the heads of Uber, whatever. They assured me that the second you log into the app you're covered under an umbrella policy for Uber. Uh, when someone gets, you know, when you accept a ride, you're covered. Once you get if you're your passenger in the vehicle, you've got even more coverage. So you are covered um, in, you know, with insurance or whatever. But I was kind of like, okay, well, I just put myself in harm's way by letting my insurance company know publicly that I'm driving for you guys. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I was, I was very helpful. I spoke at city hall. I did everything I could to, to be a good ambassador for Uber and, uh, and I've heard Uber advertise on podcasts before I've heard them, you know, try to, uh, you know, there's ads and things like that copies that they'll, that the hosts of whatever podcast will read to try to get people to a drive with Uber, b use Uber as a service. So, um, I still had the contact emails from these people at Uber that I was, I was corresponding with when I was, you know, showing up in Ottawa, 
uh, at city hall when I was doing the news media stuff. And I, um, I basically, uh, I, I reached out and said, Hey, I've got a podcast and, uh, if you guys are still advertising, I would love to, you know, talk about maybe you guys advertising with me. Not only could I, you know, promote it, but at the same time I do it. So I can give that word of mouth endorsement. You know what I mean? That, Hey, like come drive with Uber. It's not that bad. I do it. It's a great opportunity. Blah, blah, blah. I sent probably three emails at different times. Uh, and I've heard nothing back from those people. Um, I tried calling and I left a message, no response from the same person. Their answering machine is the same that, that I spoke to eight months ago. So, um, when I was, uh, helping them when they needed me to do media and stuff, if I sent them a message, I got a response within five minutes. Um, I have, I have since reached out to them to see if they would like to just to discuss. It's not like they told me no. And I was upset. They haven't even responded to me. Like I don't exist. So, um, you know, Uber's, uh, the reason I brought them up was I was going to say that they recently sent me a thing letting me know that, uh, uh, the tipping is now available as an option for Uber, you know, and I drove on Monday morning, yesterday in the morning, I took, I think like seven or eight rides and not any, not a single person tip. Didn't ask for it. It's supposed to be like an option that pops up like one, two or $5 or whatever. So people are very happy not to tip. And even though it's an option made simple for them, and even though I'm incredibly charming and a safe driver and eloquent and giving away free absolute comedy passes, when I, when I take a ride, everyone, every one of my passengers gets a free absolute comedy ticket, uh, still no tips. So that's okay. Not angry. I am just a little surprised. Cause I know that if I was in that situation, as soon as the ride was over and it's like, would you like to give a tip? I'd be like, yeah, fuck, give him a buck. Right. At the end of the day, if I'm able to, to, to you know, take 10 rides, you know, seven to 10 rides, whatever, buck, buck a piece. It uh, makes my day a little brighter. Anywho, back to doing that. We'll see. I'll, I'll let you guys know as soon as I get my first Uber tip, see if people are, are comfortable with that. I used to get tips occasionally, like maybe once a month, someone would hand me like a buck or two, which I appreciated. That was very kind, not necessary. I never made anyone feel uh, like they had to, but uh, yeah, just in talking about that, I really wanted to, uh, to say to Uber, you know, um, or at least the person I've been corresponding to has only been one person who was my contact during that period. That a uh, bit of a fuck you, a bit of a fuck you. And, uh, and you know, you're when I'm, when something, when you need something from me, you know, you're right there. But when I, you know, when I want to have a little conversation with you, you're, you're absent. That's a bit of a fuck you. And it may, it, it definitely helps support the, um, you know, the, the public, you know, oh, Uber's this, Uber's that. I don't know. I like Uber's fine. It's a great service, but in terms of, you know, contacting their, their employees, quote unquote, or subcontracted employees, they, uh, they could, they could do a little better Uber, you know, now you're trying to add tipping to make us feel a little like you give a shit a little more. You're trying to help us out. Who knows? Maybe every single person tipped me and Uber hasn't, uh, Uber kept it. Who knows? But, uh, I'm going to keep driving with them as long as they'll have me. But, uh, every now and again, fuck you, Uber. You know what I mean? You, you take a, a lot of money. You take a lot of money. Anyways, you guys don't give a shit about this. Um, <laughs> I also, uh, have stopped. It's the end of an era. All I'm, I'm still partnered with Summersby and very happy to be, but I will not be just yakking about them anymore. I wrote and produced a commercial yesterday for the podcast for Summersby, which I will be debuting later on in this podcast when we get to that point in the show. Um, but that was something that I did yesterday too. I had a lot of fun doing, uh, just dicking around and whatnot. Um, I did that then, and then last night I went to, uh, to do the usual. I judged the final heat of the prove you're a comic competition, uh, just the final heat. 
Um, we had five people move on tonight. I'm going to go check out, uh, you know, see how they do the, the, the nine people were whittled down to five and they'll compete tonight and tomorrow night, tomorrow night being today, when you guys actually listen to this, the Wednesday, it's now currently Tuesday. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to check out the, that show this evening, but it's now it's like, that's it. That's the last week of the preliminaries next week is the finals where, uh, you know, all five finalists are going to compete every single night to audience votes. They do like eight shows and the average score for the entire week, that person wins. Um, you know, they get to perform at all three absolute comedy clubs for an entire week for paid work. They win a five. It was a $500, uh, grand prize as well as that. And not to mention other showcases and whatnot, the Summersby slash Carlsberg, which is their parent company, uh, like area guy from Toronto, whatever he was in last night, he came in, he judged with us. He doubled the pot. He said, you know what? Summersby is going to contribute uh, $500 as well. So the, the grand prize has now gone from $500 to a thousand dollars to the winner. Um, so that was very exciting and very generous of James, the area manager for, uh, Carlsberg. So that's also why we do Cronenberg guys. Uh, I talk about Cronenberg Bloss because that's also owned by Carlsberg clicking my highlighter here. Um, so that was, that was great. An opportunity to meet him. Um, I sent him the commercial for Summersby as well today. I don't know if he's listened to it yet, but again, you guys will hear it debuted uh, a little later on, which is just funny. It's just a funny commercial I did. I'm, I'm excited. I'm having fun learning how to do you know, garage band stuff and, and produce sound and whatnot, because with now that I've got this equipment and the podcast has forced me to learn how to do certain, you know, production and editing and things like that. I'm actually in a position where, you know, if I get a sponsor, I can, I can kind of fuck around and, and create something that's funny and and gets them out there. So, um, had a lot of fun with that. That that's been, you know, the week that's gone on for me since, uh, since last I spoke to you guys. Um, I took, I took Brody actually last week to get his screen fix on his iPhone. It was broken and, uh, and we had to go again because they fixed it, but it's still not working. Some, so sometimes you'll get a, a screen fixed and then all of a sudden certain parts of the screen don't work. You tap them and the, the thing's not working, but it was funny when we walked into the repair shop, they had a right in the middle of the room, it was a small little repair shop, but right in the middle of the room, giant, giant table loaded with fidget spinners. And I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like everywhere I go, there's these fucking fidget spinner things. Like out of nowhere, it's like a thing for kids. I get that, you know, tickle me Elmo's weren't in every fucking store you went to when they were popular. And that's a very dated reference. What's fucking new that people give a shit about. I don't even know anymore, but the idea is that something is super popular. Yeah, I get it, but it's not front and center every store, but I think it's because they're such shitty little things like $5 pieces of plastic that spin. If you don't know what a spit fidget spinner is good for you. Good for you for living in that fucking cave with your head under a rock, right? Good for you. I I can't say that everywhere and Brody fucking loves them. So he, he spent some of his money that he got for his birthday fixing his screen. Cause he got mad and smashed it. Right. And that's on him. <laughs> but, uh, he, he spent his money to get it fixed. He had some leftover and wanted to buy one of the, the nice metallic, you know, higher quality because there's different quality fidget spinners, right? You can't just, you can't just have the peasant ones that are $5 and a simple primary color plastic. No, no. You got to get the ones that are like metallic and that have shapes in them and fucking stupid. What a fucking racket, man. I, I always feel like, like, why couldn't I just been the guy who came up with some bullshit? That's the thing, right? Like, how do you predict, how do you predict that the stupid thing that you make or have an idea for is going to go crazy. Like who would have thought 140 characters would be one of the most popular things. 
You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's going downhill now because with Instagram, you can, you can write a lot more and you can share a quick picture, a quick little thing, but you know, who would have thought Twitter, you know what I mean? And fidget spinners. What is it? It's a thing that spins. Really? Yeah. Every kid's going to want 75 of these. Really? Yeah. And we, and some of them cost a hundred dollars. It's a piece of plastic that spins. Yeah. And it costs a hundred dollars. What's wrong with these kids? Um, they're fucking stupid. Like, I think that's, that's what happens when we push technology, right? Cause we used to play, you know, like the parents played cards and then people played board games. I remember playing board games, right? I got listeners that play board games and then, you know, we started with the video games, right? Handhelds, things were getting good. Then the systems got too intense. The graphic cards, you get to a point where like, how much nicer can these games go? And then all of a sudden the fucking mentality, the focus goes ah, boom back to, Hey, look, it spins. <laughs> it's like the old fucking top toys. Only can hold it in your hand and spin it. We have basically pushed ourselves past the brink of of entertainment. We have now regressed into wow, spins. Can I have another? This one's blue. Why? Basically, that sounded like a mix between Ray Romano and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just that's that's that seems ridiculous to me. I I hope these things go away very very quickly. Um. I, oh, you know what I did last week? I, this was fun. I gotta, I gotta take a second on this. We're, I know we're, we're getting a little ways in the podcast and I got some questions. Remember just, just, we're almost done. All right. I'm almost done shooting my mouth off in your ear is last. I have this book called Einstein's riddle and it's got a bunch of different riddles in them. Some of them are like logic riddles and math riddles and probability stuff and, and whatnot. And, um, I bought the book years ago and it was sort of just, I, I enjoy riddles um, something else I'll invite you guys to send in if you like, I, I really, really enjoy riddles. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to start a, a, a new thing. Ah, fuck it. Whatever. If you if you guys are sending me riddles, we'll, we'll have riddles. Um, but I'll, I'll give you guys one. So it just says just off the top of my head, this is not from Einstein's riddle book. This is just a riddle that I like. Um, this one is, uh, what does, uh, hold on. Let me, maybe should I, phrase, I phrase it right. Right. So. What is something that God sees never, kings see seldom, and we see all the time? So that's the riddle. I will try to, I'm going to put a note here to give you guys the solve riddle. So I had no intention of actually saying that one or, or well, any riddle really, but um, I will put that out there and see if, uh, if I remind you guys, or maybe if I forget, you'll fucking write in and tell me. I would love that. Hey, asshole, you forgot to fucking answer the riddle. Oh, my apologies. Or maybe I'll make you guys fucking follow me on Instagram uh, and Twitter and Facebook. And maybe I'll post the answer there. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to post the answer uh, when I'm done. Yeah. So that was the sound of all my things. Post answer on Insta. That's what the girls call it. Insta and Twitter. Twitter and Facebook. That's right. That is the sound of me making notes. Okay. So the riddle again, very quickly to summarize, what is something God sees never Kings see seldom. And we see all the time answer on the social media for the one man podcast. So that's where I'll answer that. But anyways, I, I like little simple riddles like that. And, um, and, and, but anyways, that's just sort of a thought one, you know, when you hear the answer, you'll, you'll go, oh, but that's what I like about riddles. Riddles are not so much of, of, you know, like, look what's right in front of you. It's kind of like, think outside the box. Um, 
Anyways, the Einstein's riddle is the first one in the book, and it's a logic puzzle where it's basically like, you know, there's there's five houses, and inside every house, there's a, there's a person of a different nationality. They all play a different sport. The, each house is a different color. They all have a different pet, and they all drink, drink a different beverage. Um, if you'd like to look it up, it's called Einstein's riddle. Um, but anyways, I, I started doing that one, and it's kind of like a grid Sudoku sort of way of solving. And uh, I was just doing that one night over at Crystal's. I believe it was the same night that we had the uh, the little ladies' dinner. And um, it was so cool because I just started it, and after a few minutes, Crystal joined with me. And uh, it was one of the, the nicest little bits of quality time we've had together in a long time. Um, you know, we weren't we weren't doing t- chores. We weren't we weren't uh, you know watching TV or, or anything like that. It was just the two of us sort of working on something, solving it together. We got right into it. Um, so that was fun. It was fun. I, I definitely had more fun doing it with her than I than I would have alone. So it was just a kind of a, a, a nice little thing that I wanted to share with you guys. But I do enjoy riddles. Uh, so if you do want to send some in or whatever, um, please, please feel free. I'll try to solve them, uh, on the, uh, on the air or whatever on the air on the podcast, right? I'll give it a shot, but uh, some are harder than others. Some I get, some I fucking, I way don't get, uh, my, my friend and, and very funny comedian, Matt Davis, uh, told me uh, like a Mensa riddle and I fucking, I didn't, I did not get it at all. Um, it was super complicated. And sometimes with riddles, they'll give you so much extra shit and all that, all that you need is like one word. And in this particular, um, riddle, it was one letter and it was literally like plural. Um, the riddle was basically like, uh, you know, I'm going to fuck it up cause I can't remember it all. It was a long time ago, but effectively the, this man walks across a field in the middle of the f- field. There's an apple tree. Um, he, uh, the, the tree has, uh, something like apples on it. Doesn't tell you how the tree has apples. Um, you know, uh, and it says when he walks through, he crosses across the, the orchard diagonally and stops at the apple tree. And when he leaves, he does not take apples. He does not leave apples. Um, but how is that possible? Cause there's already apples on the tree or something like that, but he doesn't take apples and he doesn't leave apples. So how is this possible? And the, 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 uh, solution is that it's because it's apples plural. So there's two apples on the tree. So he takes an apple and leaves an apple. Doesn't take apples. Doesn't leave apples. So some riddles are fucking crazy intense like that because you're like, Oh fuck. That's Oh, the letter S. Well, if you, but if he leaves that apple, if he takes that apple, there's two apple. Anyway. So like that kind of shit, those riddles I'm never going to get. But some of the simple ones I can do, right? <laughs> so anyways, uh, I, I enjoy riddles. We did that with uh, the lady last week. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, spending my time doing that with her. And next week I've got, uh, we're leaving for Wonderland. So there's one more podcast that I'll record very likely on Monday because we leave on Tuesday to go to Canada's Wonderland, the trip I've been talking about for some time now that I'm trying to lose weight for, which hasn't happened, but we're, we're still making some changes, lifestyle changes that I'm happy we're going to build on. Believe it or not, the scale in the house is broken and fuck you. I did not break it. Um, <laughs> the scale in the house is broken. So I haven't been able to do a weigh in for a while. And uh, again, I'm not really eager to go out and spend like, you know, 30 bucks on something that's just going to make me upset. <laughs> so I'm not sure what my weight is, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually feeling better and I'm doing a lot more walking. Um, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to spending more time with my dog. 
Um, my dog spends the vast majority of the time at my parents' place. Um, he's got a big, huge yard that he can run around with there. He's got their, their dog to spend time with during the day. And, you know, my, my dad is home quite often. Um, so he's basically, if I'm, if I'm running errands all day or working or doing shows and stuff, I mean, he stays there primarily cause he's going to be, I'm not gonna have him in a room here by himself, you know, bored, nothing to do. I would rather he's got a yard to play in. And my dad takes him for big, long walks, you know, in the, at the experimental farm, which, you know, anywhere else probably sounds like ridiculous, but it's a, it's a farm area where there's big open fields and he takes the two dogs over there and they, they run, they have a great time. So he has a, he has a great doggy daycare where if, if for any reason I have a show at night or whatever, I'll just leave him there. They, they absolutely adore him. They think he's the greatest, but I, I really would like to go on, you know, like I said, do more walking myself and, and gives me an opportunity to bond with my, my dog last, uh, last episode, I talked about taking him to the dog park. I'm looking to do that a whole lot more too. So just in case you guys are like, you know what? He talks about his dog, but he doesn't, doesn't really talk about him that much. It's like, I don't, you know, I don't see him every day, uh, which is a huge bummer. But of course, the more active I get, the more, more it encourages me to, to be out and do things with him. Um, I'd like to get a little more balance in my life too, where I'm not so all over the map. I'd like to spend more time with my dog. I'd like to have him here with me, you know, when I'm doing stuff during the day, but I know that if I'm just going to have an afternoon of paperwork and phone calls and, and computer work, I, it's boring for him to just be sitting in his bed, right? I'd, I'd really like him to have more fun. That's why I let him stay with them when, when I know I'm just going to be working. So just want him to have a good life, you know, but, uh, the reason I, I bring up this stuff guys is that, um, the, the wonderland trip, right? Like I said, I think I've missed the mark in terms of losing weight so that I know I'll comfortably be able to fit on all the rides. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I really feel like, um, I really feel like there's going to be a lot of rides. I am just going to be too big to get on. So I have decided that rather than being upset and depressed that, uh, I'm just going to end up standing there holding purses and backpacks for the vast majority of the day, I'm going to turn it into a game. So going back to follow us, us, me on Instagram, the one man podcast, right? One at one man podcast on Instagram, because now that I have played around with that, you know, at that mosaic place with posting your story pictures, I am going to be doing a live wonderland, uh, story on Instagram day of wonderland. So, um, I'm going to take a picture of the rides, the, the big sign in front of the rides, post it to my story. And then I will post either the fact that I got on, I'll take a picture of me on the ride, happily getting ready to enjoy or a picture of me not on the ride, you know, with, uh, we'll, we'll do a live version of the game. How many rides is Josh too fat to get on? And every ride will either have yay success or too fat. I'll put a bunch of pig emojis and hot dogs and ice cream <laughs> emojis around it. Basically just, it's going to suck. You know, I'd be disappointed to, to not be able to get on stuff because of my size, but at least I can make it funny. Try to turn the negative into a positive. And I do want to go on record as saying that the girlfriend is not exactly behind this. Um, she, she, she just says, she's sorry that, that, you know, I might not be able to get down. She's very supportive, but she's not behind the idea of me making fun of myself. Um, on the day, but I told her, I'm like, Hey, you know what? It's going to suck. I got to find a way to make it fun. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm talking so much. My throat's getting dry on me. So, uh, so yeah. So guys tune in. I will remind you on next week's episode though. You won't, uh, you won't actually get the episode until Wednesday. 
And the first day that we're there is Tuesday. So this is your opportunity to go on and get the Instagram thing because next Tuesday you will be able to follow me throughout the course of the day at Wonderland attempting to get on rides and maybe or maybe not being too fat to get on them. <laughs> Which brings me to our sponsors for the week. Oh my God, I'm getting dry. I want to be able to read this without choking and coughing every two seconds, but, uh, yeah, so we're at the sponsors portion of the show, and I figured this week's edition of Uncle John's Bathroom Readers is perfect for uh, for someone like myself, you know, just who might be a little too fat for things. I thought you guys might enjoy, so sit tight and enjoy this week's version or edition of, of from, from our partners, of course, at PortablePress.com. This week's edition of the book is called How to Toilet Train Your Cat and 61 Other Ill-Conceived Projects. And the article that I decided to use this week, guys, is perfect for what we were just talking about. It's called Do Your Own Liposuction and Save. (laughs) So that's what I'm going to be talking about this week. That's the name of the article, Do Your Own Liposuction and Save. Who among us isn't carrying a little extra fat we'd like to get rid of? You could try diet and exercise, but who has the time? So here's what you'll need. Local anesthetic, such as lidocaine, laced with a mild sedative to reduce anxiety but not put you to sleep, a syringe, thin surgical tube or cannula, scalpel, saline solution, are you guys writing all this down at home? Make sure you have it. Medical grade suction pump or a modified high-powered handheld vacuum like a Dyson model. Dysons are expensive, so I would say you've got a mild surgical clinic going on at home right now if you've got a Dyson. Dyson, a nice sharp knife, you're halfway there. Oh, what else? Compression garment, such as Spanx, ladies, um, disinfectant, medical twine, and a needle. And on the side here, it just says, this sucks. Once you add up the price of the operation itself, along with anesthesia and all the other little costs, even a small procedure can cost upwards of $10,000. All righty. So now it's the do-it-yourself part. Liposuction, while a mild and elective medical procedure, is a medical procedure nonetheless. Consider employing the use of a surgical buddy. Since you will be operating on yourself and may become groggy from the anesthetic, it's a good idea to have a friend there to drive you to the hospital if things go awry. Number two, apply the local anesthetic and thoroughly disinfect your workspace, your abdomen, and all your tools. Make a small incision in your stomach and insert a small metal tube, cannula, into your chubby area. (coughs) And chubby area is is wherever your fat, not your penis. (laughs) Be sure to dig and get down to the deeper layers of subcutaneous fat where you are less likely to damage your skin. Good advice. Oh, I'm so sorry I'm so dry, guys. Luckily, I didn't get that thing where your throat goes like instantly dry. Because I've never paused this podcast midway through, so I'm not going to start now. All right. uh, Layers of subcutaneous fat, but you're less likely to damage your skin. Number four, move the cannula back and forth vigorously to break up those pesky fat cells. You may want to pump a saline solution, along with additional lidocaine, through the cannula during this process to prevent skin dents, minimizing blood loss, and avoid the unpleasant and painful burning of fat from that, sorry, all that friction. Number five, here's where the suction in liposuction comes from. Once you've broken up the fat cells, you need to suck them out with the suction pump or vacuum. Don't be shy and don't be gentle. That fat doesn't want to go anywhere. And you've come this far. Get all of it. Sew up the wound and compress it. You've removed the layer of living tissue from inside your body and now your body has to heal. 
wrap the area or wear some kind of compression garment like Spanx to speed up the healing process and reduce internal bleeding. Sure, you're probably performing liposuction on yourself, so you won't have to wear those con uh, control garments anymore. But they can come in very handy one last time as they compress your wound and keep you from bleeding to death. And at the top, there's a little side note, trimming the fat. What do doctors do with that fat after they remove it? It's burned in an industrial incinerator and then sent as medical waste to landfills. And then in parentheses, or you can make a candle out of it. Turn to page 77. So that was the article this week from portablepress.com. Uh, and of course, the edition is called How to Toilet Train Your Cat and 61 Other Ill-Conceived Products. The article being Do Your Own Liposuction and Save. So as usual, guys, my partners at portablepress.com, they have so many books like this. Like this, obviously, this one edition has got a bunch of little things like that. There's actually an article in there I was skimming through that says like how to perform open heart surgery on yourself. So many funny things in there, but I figured that one with the liposuction, you know, being that the Wonderland trip was coming up and I really fell short of my goals, why not just speed up the process? So there's, there's great books. They've got books on history, books on, on, you know, uh, geez, that's it, Josh. One example, history, science, astronomy, geography, you know, all sorts of different factoids and things like that. Portablepress.com guys, check out the lineup of stuff they have. You will find something that you're interested in. Uh, I have no doubt of that. Sponsor number two, right? Absolute Comedy, guys. Get ready and enjoy this. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Yeah. And like I said, it's the last week of the Prove Your Comic competition, guys. So, um, you know, if you're in, uh, if you're in Ottawa or Toronto, right? Toronto is, uh, Tuesday through when, uh, Thursday, uh, Ottawa is Monday through Wednesday. I'll be going there tonight to check out the Tuesday night show, uh, at Absolute Ottawa, just to see how the competition is going there. But you can always check this stuff out guys. And I haven't plugged this yet, but of course, like I said, uh, Open Mic Mondays is, uh, is the show that I produce and book and everything like that here in Ottawa. If you're in the Ottawa area or anywhere, to be honest with you, if you're anywhere listening to this, I'm, I'm happy to give you information, but if you're in the Ottawa area, you can go to openmicmondays.com and actually sign up to try stand-up comedy yourself. So if you're like, you know what, I, it's great to, to hear shows, how do I get involved? All this time I've wanted to know. Um, it, it's If you're in the Ottawa area, it's as simple as signing up on openmicmondays.com and, and coming out to do six minutes of stand-up. You know, in every, I would say in every major city, there's, there's comedy clubs or somewhere where you can try stand up comedy. So again, if anyone out there is like, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about it. You know, I, I spoke with a friend today, um, a rash who's going to be doing his first set next week. I've known him for years. 
Um, but anybody else, you know, if you guys are out there and you're like, I, I just, I haven't been thinking about it and it's something, I know it's on a bucket list. We haven't talked about those in a while, but you know, if it's, it's on my bucket list and I just, I'd like to try it out and I just, I feel like I could do it. Get in touch with me guys. You know, the email address contact at one man podcast.com. Uh, send me a message and just let me know that you're interested in trying it or something. And I'll try to point you in the right direction to somebody I know in, in whatever city you're at to, to try to get you, you know, get that, uh, that, that thing off your list. It's really not that hard. And it's, it's the first time is the hardest. It really is the absolute hardest. So just get it out of the way, try it. And then, uh, and then you're golden, right? Scratch it off your list. Um, yeah, now guys, without further ado, um, you know, I have been sipping, uh, on uh, Cronenberg Blanc. That's the sound of the glass sticking to my coaster and then the coaster falling off two seconds later. So, uh, I've been drinking Cronenberg Blanc, which I absolutely love. It's one half of the white summer mixture. And, uh, without any further ado, it is time for the world premiere of the one man podcast summers be commercial guys. I hope you enjoy. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now, you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on, and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Ah? Ah? What do you think of that? That's kind of fun, right? <laughs> I had fun making that commercial. And that's it. Just like, see, I don't have to friggin' uh, yap about it for, for minutes after minutes. Just a nice little tune, right, guys? William Tell Overture, just enjoy that. You get the idea. Builds the point. <laughs> I also had to fuck around with a fake British accent. So in case you're wondering, yes, that is me. That is me. So, uh... Anyways, um, and of course, too, I wanted to mention that um, I didn't know this until I spoke. I, I may have mentioned it already on the podcast, or maybe I didn't. Who knows? But the Summersby is imported from Denmark. It really is. It's made there. They don't have a local brewery that's done here in North America. Everything that they get is shipped overseas um, here. So and because of the fact it's an import, I, I, I'm even more impressed that the price is not... Uh, it's actually pretty reasonable price for something that's imported all the way here. So um, I, I definitely love the products. Um, and, uh, and I'm happy to have them as a partner as always. And now I can talk about them even less and a cool little thing that, uh, maybe you guys didn't know. Well, why would you, right? You don't talk to a rep every week, but, uh, the red rhubarb, the new flavor that's from this year, uh, the red rhubarb, uh, sold out in three weeks. They forecasted the supply that they got to last for two months and it was so good. It sold out in three weeks. I have not been able to get any more since cause they have not had any. I have one can left on the shelf and I'm coveting it. <laughs> so, um, definitely if you see the red rhubarb on the shelf, buy that shit because it may not be there when you turn around. But, uh, yeah. So anyways, that's the, that's the sponsors this week, guys. Um, always happy to do that this week coming up for myself before we move on to your questions. Um, this week coming up, uh, on Thursday, I'm going to be interviewing Joe Bartnick, who is a phenomenal comedian. Um, he, he's toured all over the world. 
opening for uh, Lisa Lampanelli, who's, you know, you may have seen her on the Comedy Central Roasts. Uh, Joe has toured all over with her. He has also opened for Bill Burr regularly, who should need no introduction. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and Joe himself is a phenomenal headliner who is actually, uh, normally I don't do this, but Joe is performing in Ottawa this week. So if you hear this on Wednesday and you're in the Ottawa area, he is headlining at Absolute Comedy here in Ottawa. So go to absolutecomedy.ca or call 613-233-8000 to make reservations for those shows because they will sell out. And speaking of which, I am going to be uh, featuring on those shows on Saturday. So 8 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. on Saturday, you will see me, you will see Joe Bartnick. And uh, the host is Evan Carter, who is from Toronto, who is absolutely hysterical. It's a monster show, top to bottom. So uh, so if you're in the Ottawa area, come see those shows. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. If you want to see me, like I said, I'm only there Saturday, but Joe is there um, all week. He's going to be there tonight, so I'm looking forward to seeing him. I haven't seen him yet since he's been up here. Um, but we'll see each other tonight and, uh, we'll be working together on Saturday. So as I mentioned, I will be interviewing Joe Bartnick. Um, he's also the host, geez, I can't believe I missed this. He's also the host of the puck off podcast, um, which is like one of the, the best, uh, hockey podcasts in, uh, in North America. So, um, if you guys have any questions at all, um, contact at one man podcast.com, ask him anything. I don't care if you want to ask him about hockey, about his career, about stand up, about whatever he's done. It's nice to have an opportunity. When, when else do you get an opportunity to ask questions of, of you know, people of this stature? So um, take advantage of it, right? Contact at onemanpodcast.com. I will be happy to ask Joe any questions. Just let me know if you want them to be anonymous or not. Um, I, I don't know why, but that's me, right? I'm not really afraid of, you know, social interaction or people knowing that shit came from me. But I, I will respect your privacy if you just like to ask a question and don't want them to know where it came from. Feel free just to let me know. Um, so that's Thursday, uh, on Monday, I am hosting the Tartan pub in Orleans. So it's my last, uh, my last thing here in Ottawa before we leave on Tuesday for Wonderland. Cause that's where we're going. So I will record the podcast that day and then I'll be hosting at the Tartan pub. And again, the headliner that evening will still be Joe Bartnick. It's his last show, uh, I believe in Canada before he goes back to California. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope to see you guys if you're in the area, come out. And uh, and other than that, I will I will hope to have a great interview with Joe. Um, and that will be available for you guys on Friday. So you get this on Wednesday, which is tomorrow to me, today for you, or whenever the hell you could be you could be six months behind and just listening to this out of the blue somewhere where it's all too late. Everything I'm offering is way too late. But Joe is uh, be interviewing Joe on Thursday. I will make the episode available for you guys on Friday. So this week you get two. You're welcome. I know I'm the gift that doesn't stop giving. So um, I hope you guys enjoy that. Um, and now it's time uh, before I say goodbye for your emails. So we got a few of those in this week. Um, I got one from, sorry, I'm moving the mic here. Uh, I got one from Tiffany, which says, hey, Josh, you said you can't cancel on yourself. Good self-advice for the gym. Burn. And I don't really know what that meant. I don't know if you're saying that like telling me not to cancel on myself or if I said I couldn't cancel on myself. Um, I still want to go to the gym if that's what you're saying. Like I'm not trying to cancel in the gym, but at the same time, I uh, I don't enjoy going in the sense that, um, like I said, I, I tried doing the machines. I want to lose some weight so I can get a doctor to take a look at me and figure out what the hell's wrong with my side and my groin. Um, I tried doing the, you know, sort of stand-up bike and it felt like someone was pressing a machete into my fucking chota, groin, gooch, whatever the fuck you call it. And um, taint, there you go. That's another one people know. Yeah, it, it hurts so much because uh, I have like no muscle there. So it just felt like it was just, all my weight was just pressing into my fucking, you know, 
Choda. Gooch. What the taint? Taint, that's the one. What's the one everyone knows? And then uh and then I tried the sit-down one, right? You sit down and you you pedal, and my fucking knees are are kneading my stomach and made me feel like I was gonna puke. It was honestly like pound, 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 so much stomach that my legs coming up was like bleh made me sick so i'm like all right i'm just gonna have to keep walking i'm I'm gonna stand on the treadmill that's what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna treadmill treadmill until i start burning some of this this shit off to actually feel good i can do some arm stuff but i don't know i don't know how much you know walking around with a giant gut and giant arms that would look fucking weird so for now the plan is to just keep walking i'm going for walks every day i'm enjoying it um you know and i'm eating the biggest thing is i'm eating way way better guys you know, so there's not a whole lot of extra calories going in and and what I'm eating is not shit. So I'm walking more, I'm eating less. That will come into a balance and we'll, we'll start building from there. You know, baby steps. Um, that's not good enough for you. I'm sorry. All right. But that's what I got to give. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that until that stops working. Um, and then you, uh, you, sorry, I apologize. Tiff, you continue on say, have you ever listened to coast to coast, uh, AM? Um, no, I haven't. I've never even heard of it, to be honest with you. So, uh, you said it's a radio show I grew up with. Some of it is hit or miss, but it's interesting. Uh, thanks for the tickets. So excited to receive them. You're welcome. So again, a uh, reminder, Tiffany was the winner of the absolute comedy season pass. So congratulations to you. Um, yeah, I would say, I would ask where, where do I hear this thing? Is it, is it actually on AM radio where you live? Cause I believe that you're a few hours away from Ottawa, which means I probably wouldn't be able to get it. Um, but then again, if you listen to it growing up, I don't know, is it national radio? Is it on CBC? Let me know. Um, you said, congratulations on your new podcast endeavors. I'm excited to see how you talk shit and express things. Um, you may be referring to comics talking comics. I had a conference call earlier today with a very large publishing company that is uh, very excited to be partnering with me on that. So, um, I will wait till they give me permission to, to announce it, but effectively, um, this, this other podcast is still just in development in the, the infancy of, of things. And, um, I've already got a great partner that's super excited. Really. They've asked me for almost nothing and are willing to give whatever, whatever they, they need to support. So that's, that's always a great, I mean, it's actually not fair. I told them, I go, I want you guys to ask me for more too, because you know, to, to, to be partnered with you is really outstanding. So, um, I, I'm already a huge fan of their stuff. So I, I thought of them, I reached out to them and they got on board and I'm, I'm super excited. I couldn't be happier. So, um, you said, I'm not a gamer, so I'm not going to lie. I was going to skip that part. Uh, LOL, but I listened the best I could say is that the sound of those comfy chairs. So I, you're referring to last week when I was talking about video games. So the video game tournament that had like the nice, comfortable chairs. Yeah, they were great. I didn't really give a shit about the game myself, to be honest with you. Um, I really enjoyed the Friday the 13th game that I spoke of. In fact, my, uh, friend Nick has purchased that game, but he bought Friday the 13th on PlayStation four. So we can't play together, but as soon as this podcast is over, guys, I'm going to play with uh, the kiddo Brody's waiting on me. So we're going to play some Friday the 13th when this podcast is over. Um, I hope you can't hear me highlighting everything. <laughs> you know, I'm highlighting it. Um, you said, I hope this week is better than the last. My only question is in relation to the email you got last week. What's yeah. And then you said question mark, but I don't know what email you're referring to Tiff. I apologize. Uh, you said, I hope this week is better than last. My only question is in relation to the email you got last week. Um, you said, what songs have changed your life? Um, I don't know. I don't ever feel like a song has changed my life, to be totally honest with you. I really, I really don't. There's songs that I've really enjoyed. There's songs that have brought me to tears. Um, but I, I gotta be honest. I don't think a song has ever changed my life. I've, I've never, 
the only time I've ever connected with music is when, um, yeah, like during a breakup, right? Like, like, you know, that whole feeling of like every song is about you when you break up all this, the love songs, the sad love songs. I remember when Crystal and I broke up years ago, um, that fucking Bruno Mars song, you know, now my lady's dancing, but she's dancing with another man. That song tore my heart out. Um, but I, I wouldn't say it changed my life. It, all it did was make me change the station, <laughs> to be honest. If that song was playing, I would just change it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I and mean, maybe, maybe I'm fucking, maybe there's something missing inside me that songs don't change my life, you know, but I, I can't, that's like the only song that I can think of that was really, in my, there's a lot of great songs, old shit or whatever, but I don't, um, uh, yeah, I really can't say one has changed my life. You know, maybe there's, maybe there's a connection I'm, I'm not uh, making in my own head, you know, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be more than happy to know what songs have changed your life. Um, yeah, I can't even think of an artist that's, that's, that I've really connected with. I mean, I love, I love lots of music. I love lots of music. Um, I really do like that weird, the weird goofy kid, but I don't know. I, I really can't, I wish I could answer. That seems like, you know. It's almost like one of Jimmy's hypotheticals. I really don't know. Um, you were saying, I was thinking, does Crystal follow your stand-up and take pictures? No, she does not. Um, and by that, I mean, she doesn't follow me in stand-up. Um, Crystal's got her own career, and she's got the, the kiddos and a ton of responsibilities. Um, she's very supportive, and I couldn't be happier for the level of support that I get from her with stand-up. But um, when we were first dating... Um, you know, I, for anyone who doesn't know that they, they are not my biological children. Uh, Crystal was in a relationship before we got together. The kids are from their previous marriage. Um, so it used to be that the kids were, you know, we, we had, there was split time, right? So we had more spare time. Crystal was, was side by side with me, uh, during that time, the, the dynamic has changed and, uh, and Crystal comes to as many shows as she can. Um, but she's not at all of them. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, like I haven't, I've, I've talked, I think before, about how my material, I really haven't started turning over material. So like, you know, I, I can't blame her for not wanting to come and see almost the same show every single time. Like she gets precious little spare time to herself. So, so some nights, you know, if I have a show or whatever, she stays home and, and gets a little, you know, personal time, you know, relax, solo alone time. And, uh, you know, and I go do my thing just the way it works. Uh, you say, uh, but again, she's supportive. Like I, I can't, you know. I can't stress that enough. She does take, she's offered to take pictures of me, uh, going back to the whole health thing and, and how, you know, my, my health and my, uh, my weight and everything. I, I, she's a photographer. She's taken pictures of me before and I, I liked them, but I'm just, I'm really not happy with myself right now. So I'm not really asking anyone to take pictures of me, uh, for what it's worth. Um, why have you not uploaded more comedy on your YouTube? I don't record stuff. Um, I don't record video. I, some, I record sound on my phone. I haven't recorded more because when I first started stand up, somebody had suggested to me that when you put shit online, um, there's comedians and people who work for comedians out there that scour YouTube and the internet looking for material from comedians who are not established. So if, if you don't have your material on a special or something somewhere, you know, don't put it online because then someone can see it and steal it. And, you know, uh, a lot of people have accused a lot of comedians of doing stuff like that. Like this, this is a rumor. I'm going to preface this by saying this is a rumor. I don't know if it's true. It could be guys. I'll be honest with you. A lot of people that everyone loves, you know, are, are kind of, can kind of be D bags. And I'm not suggesting this of this person. But I'm just saying, when I say the name, your, your inclination might be, oh, well, he would never do that. 
I'm just letting you know, sometimes the, the pretty unanimous understanding that I've, I've been told of this person whom I've never met, and this is just a rumor, is that this person was a notorious joke thief in the sense that he would come up to you and, and say, I'm going to take that joke and then try to write you a check. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, oh, I'm going to buy it from you, but it's mine now. Like, you can take the money, you're not going to take the money, but it's mine now. And um, I've heard, uh, I've heard tell, you know what? I, I don't, I'm not going to say this person's name. Sorry, it might piss you off. Go, ah, you were so close. I, there's no reason for me to, to say the name, but, but, but a very large comedian who has the ability to get on TV, who effectively could, could have his agent call up a, a late night show and go, hey, can this guy come on and do a spot? Um, he would say to, to young people, you know, like, hey, first person to TV gets it. You know, and if you're some open micer like I was at the time when someone told me this, you know, well, what are the odds of of me being able to just get on a late night U.S. talk show and tell this joke, right? But this other person does it, shows the world, and then I'm on stage trying to tell my joke and everyone's going, oh, you're stealing that joke from so-and-so, you know? So to be honest with you, one of the reasons I don't put stuff on YouTube is that like, I mean, I, I don't have a special or a CD or anything, so I feel like it's kind of vulnerable out there. Plus, I... I I don't know. I don't know if it's just me being, I, I oh God, I don't, I don't know if I'm being insecure or like if there's an artist, I always say the artist in me is never happy with anything I've done. I don't listen to my podcast because I can't listen to the sound of my voice. I feel like I, I hear all the imperfections and things that I'm doing. So, um, I don't post anything online because I, I, I would be way too critical and in order to get it online. I have to look at it and edit it and all that stuff. So it's a, a lot of work B I'd be unhappy with it once it gets there. Um, yeah, I just, uh, and I, and I'd be worried that someone was going to steal it. So I think, I think uh, going forward, there's more things that I'd like to get online. Um, no promises, but that whole, uh, wonderland thing of like the trying to get on a ride and then up oh, too fat or yay, it worked all that fun stuff. I might try to like take a bunch of pictures and stuff and maybe make a YouTube video out of all of it all said and done. It'll really depend on how popular it was day of. If a lot of people watched it, laughed and thought it was funny, then yeah, maybe I'll take the time to edit a YouTube video together and put that out there. But for the time being, I mean, if you want to hear my stand up, come see me at a show, right? Um, and, and yeah, there's nothing that I've got. And once I have, once I have it recorded, you know, if I do an album or something, then I'll put that shit out there you know, let people see it or whatever. But, uh, I'm not a guy like Louis CK, Bill Burr, uh, George Carlin, you know, obviously Carlin's dead, but the kind of guy where I'm putting out a new special every two years. So if someone watches a joke and burns it, Oh, well that's oh, who cares. It's going to be gone in a year or two. Anyways, like my act has been the same for a long time and I really need to start writing more stuff, um, before I potentially give away the old shit. Right. So anyways, um, I, I hope that answers your question. Um, but effectively the reason I don't put it on there is because a, it's a lot of work and B, I, I don't want anyone to steal it. Um, so yeah, that's it. And you said, I guess that was three questions. Yeah. My, uh, does crystal take pictures? What's the song and why don't I upload? So yeah, I guess that's three pictures. Thanks for your email tip. I appreciate that. Um, sorry guys, if it's seeming a little long, I've got to, two more. This one's gonna be a lot faster. Um, Mark writes, loving all the podcasts so far. Thank you, Mark. You keep begging for topic ideas. Yes, I do. Not sure why we, the listener, have to, uh, to to do the work for you. Isn't the whole idea of a podcast for you to entertain us? Yeah. Yes, it is. But uh, you guys are welcome to give me the stuff to entertain you with, right? It's more entertaining for you if I know the subject matter that you want me to talk about. So, yeah. I'm gonna, like, I mean, you guys don't have to, but I'm saying you want, you want me to talk about something, fucking email in and tell me to talk about it. That's all. I take requests is all I'm saying. Uh, and you say, but I digress. You've jokingly referred to yourself as a grill master. Uh, nope. 
I don't recall that. Um, I've, re- I've mentioned having to grill. Maybe I have accidentally called myself a grill master, but I think it's more of like, I'm, ma- I'm, I'm mastering the grill or, or manning the grill maybe what it is, but I certainly dude, I am so not a grill fucking master, uh, far from it. But you say a topic, you could be, uh, a, a topic could be your best grill recipe. Um, my best grill recipe, the one I fuck up the least is hot dogs. I put them on there and when they start splitting, I take them off. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite is the beer can burger. See attached. So, uh, this is something I already posted on Facebook. So when you sent me the links on Facebook for the video and, and the pictures of the stuff that you've done, I posted the pictures. So what Mark is talking about, guys, if you go to uh, one man podcast on Twitter or Facebook, you will find a YouTube video of these beer can burgers that Mark is talking about. Um, so I'm going to give you a quick breakdown, but you guys will see the video. I ne- dude, I'd never heard of these. Um, I've asked a couple people since you sent them to me, they had not heard of them either. Only one person had, and I don't even remember who it was, but, uh, these things look outstanding. You basically take a, a, like a big chunk of ground beef guys, and you like wrap it around the bottom of a beer can. So the whole idea is you're creating like a well, and then you wrap like bacon around that, around the outside of the burger. You take the beer can out and now the hole in the middle of the burger, right from where the beer can was, you stuff with whatever the fuck you want. Um, and it looks amazing. And I, I was saying, Cam in, in London, Ontario, dude, you post pictures of all the stuff you make. I do not know if you've heard of these, but this sounds like something that'd be right up your alley. So make sure you check out the uh, Twitter post and Facebook or anybody else who just looks for new things to grill. It looks so easy, but, uh, but check out the videos. And so I go on to uh, mark, mark your email here. You said, I filled them with spaghetti and spaghetti toppings, which sounds amazing. I filled them with sliced roast, roast beef chips, fried onions, and an egg. The sky's the limit, uh, or, or, or perhaps widen the topic, perhaps suggest the most disgustingly good recipes. I've done a deep fried bacon wrap poutine, which I saw the picture of again, the picture of Mark's, uh, deep fried bacon wrapped poutine is there too. And yes, it looks amazing. Um, as well as bacon wrapped burger wrapped dog. So that's, you wrapped a burger or you wrapped a dog in burger and then wrapped that in bacon. Yeah. See, dude, I'm trying to lose fucking weight. You're going to kill me here. This isn't going to fucking go well at all, but, but uh, yeah, it all looks good. And then you said, I've also attached bacon wrapped potato roses with cheese. Just some thoughts. Keep up the great work and thanks for entertaining me. My pleasure. Thank you so much for your email. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have an opportunity to try these. I don't know that I should trying to fit on roller coasters in a week's time, but they look great. Um, and I would love, I would love it if you guys, if any of you were like, fuck, that sounds good. Go to, go to Facebook and uh, Twitter. I've whatever one you want. One man podcast. You'll see the short little YouTube video of someone making one of these and all the different stuff that they do. Um, it looks great. I really do want to try it. Um, just, you know, maybe just one and then find some fun stuff because we've been buying the the stuff that's already got the stuff mixed into the burger. Well, why not just create the well in the middle and, and be done with it? I like your idea of putting the spaghetti and, and stuff inside too. Uh, really sounds great. So thanks for your email. And I really look forward to, to sort of hearing from you guys. If any of you have tried these before, if you've heard of them, um, but it sounds great. And finally, a um, message from Vanessa, AKA red, my pal also in London, Ontario. Hey, Josh, I never got to answer your question about the seed bank, which was talked about in your episode number nine. And yes, you grow the vegetables in your garden. And then when you harvest it, you dry the seeds and return them to the bank. Pretty cool idea. So yeah, uh, Vanessa had mentioned that like at her library, not only can you get audiobooks, but you actually, they have a seed bank. 
So you can go there and get seeds, plant them. And then, and I said, oh, how does that, how do you, how do you return them? Right. You've planted them, you've grown them. And so that was the answer to that question. Once you, you do it, you drive them yourself and you bring them back. That does sound like a very cool exchange program. Um, I like it. I like it very much. Um, and you say, secondly, very cool that you are trying some new games. I'm pretty into the gaming scene and follow E3 for anyone who doesn't know that's the electronic entertainment expo. Um, as well as some gaming news channels on YouTube, my fave being Dodger and press heart to continue. Jesse Cox is another one. I like, I think because he reminds me of you in parentheses. He's funny. Yes. I think so am I, I guess. I watch his let's plays so I can see if I'll like a game before I buy it. What platform were you playing on? I play, I have all, all the con, well, all, I have two consoles. I have my Xbox one, uh, and I have my, or sorry, Xbox one S <laughs> I'm not poor. No, I'm kidding. I have my Xbox one S and I have my PS4. So, um, I, I play, uh, Friday the 13th on Xbox one. Um, so me and the kiddo can, can play together. Um, and what else do you say? Yeah. And I, and I like the let's play. So if you're, if there's anybody out there who, you know, wants to play a video game, but you're not sure if it's any good, you can watch reviews, but they don't show you a lot. What, one of the things is funny. If you type in a game name and then type in like, let's play in front of it. So like, let's play call of duty ghosts or whatever. Um, you'll find videos of people just playing the game, like like from the start or whatever. Like I, I remember when grand theft auto five came out, I was on the road and I couldn't play it, but I, I was, I remember like I felt sick and I was in my room a lot. So I actually spent like several hours watching someone play through the story of Grand Theft Auto five, just right from the beginning or whatever. So yeah, let's play videos are great. If you guys are interested in video games, you don't have the game, but you kind of like to see what's going on. You can do that. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find my place in your email here. You, I watch his let's plays. Da, 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 da. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm playing on whatever platform you say, I am currently playing life is strange on PS4 and oxygen, not included on PC. I don't have a PC. I'm a Mac user. Um, I know you hate fruit slaves or whatever you call us, but, um, yeah, I, I don't have a PC and, uh, I can't, I, I have gamed on my Mac before and I've had no issue with it, but I, I prefer playing on a console. Um, I like the fact that I can lay down in bed with the controller in my hand and play there. Right. Right. I mean, I need luxury. God forbid I sit up right while I'm doing fucking nothing by playing video games. Um, but you said, have you heard of steam? Yes, I have. Uh, steam is, I used to play counter-strike and stuff on steam and they've grown into quite the large gaming platform. Uh, it's great for getting PC games. Basically what it is, is it's like a, a Netflix of games that you buy the games off of. So instead of having to go to the store and buy it, you can just, it's your download platform for games on, on PC. Um, you should get don't starve together and we should play it. If that is a PC game, I wouldn't be able to, um, it's an online cooperative version of the standalone game. Don't starve. It's pretty darn fun, but oxygen not included and don't starve are made by a Canadian gaming company in Vancouver. Well, that's very cool to know. I like supporting my country. So thanks for your email, Red. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm good to play some games with people every now and again, if you guys want, feel free to add me, um, I think I'm on Xbox. I'm comedian space, Josh space W. And then on PlayStation, I'm comedian hyphen Josh altogether. Um, so feel free to add me. And if you ever see me, like I'd be more than happy to play games. I'm really not on a lot. I kind of, it takes a special feeling of like, all right, nothing matters <laughs> for me to play video games. Cause if I have any kind of hope in a day whatsoever, I typically try to focus on something that's going to, you know, work for my career or something like that. There's always... That's the thing about being self-employed. There's always something you can do. There's never any real downtime. I think that's kind of why I like going to movies and stuff. I like leaving the house because 
If I'm in a movie, I'm sitting there and it's like, I can't see the work right in front of me that I have to do. But if I'm sitting in my room playing video games, I can see my whiteboard with all the things. I can see all the notes and lists on the tables. I can see the piles of laundry and stuff like that. I shouldn't say piles of laundry, but I can see my, my hamper. You know, I was just, I just feel guilty. I feel like I should be doing something else. So, um, yeah, if the kiddo wants to play, then I feel like I'm being, I'm bonding with him. So anyways, that's the, uh, that's the podcast for this week, guys. Thank you so much. I hope that it's more entertaining than uh, previous ones have been trying to make it a little more funny here and there, but at the same time, being real with y'all, you know what I'm saying? So, um, as always, I, I know I've said it several times this episode, guys, but I'm going to just say them, uh, my sort of sign off notes. If you want to ask me anything, give me hypotheticals, uh, send me riddles, answer riddles, anything that you want contact at one man I'm happy to read it as I'm sure you guys are well aware by now. Um, also I'm on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Josh Williams comedy. That's for my personal one and anything I'm going comedically. And of course, anything to do with the podcast, uh, one man podcast.com. So dot com. You start, you start to get in that flow of the same shit, one man podcast. So it doesn't matter what your social media platform of choices, Josh Williams comedy or one man podcast is on them. Please, please like, uh, share, subscribe, whatever the fuck. I don't think you can subscribe to any of that stuff, but, um, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, uh, you know, share it with a friend, even if you're just fucking around with something in the, the background or whatever, while you guys are doing something else, feel free to, to play it for somebody. Maybe they'll enjoy it. Uh, the more listeners I have, the more, uh, you know, the more, uh, my sponsors want to give me and the more they give me, the less other shit I can do. And I can just focus on being funnier, right? Making this more entertaining, right? The circle of life. You drop a stone in the pond, who knows how far the rings will go. So I do appreciate every, uh, one of you who's listening. It really means a lot to me that you guys are out there and enjoying this. Thank you so much. Um, please don't hesitate to, uh, to, to reach out with anything that you want. And, uh, if I can be of any use to you guys, like I said, somebody wants to start stand up comedy, you guys uh, looking to see a show somewhere, you want a recommendation. Um, even if it's a city that doesn't have absolute comedy, I'd be happy to point you guys in the direction of some great uh, stand-up places. Um, in the meantime, I am going to go play some games. And uh, what else am I going to do? I'm going to play some games with the kiddo. Going to get ready for my Wonderland trip. Going to go hang out with my buddy Joe Bartnick. Get ready for that interview on Thursday. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much. 